The Overcome and Conquer show is presented by The Project. The Project is a full immersion, 75-hour experience designed for men who know in their core they are not living up to their fullest potential. Rather than waking up every morning ready to dominate life, the mediocre man rolls out of bed and slides into the same unfulfilling routine they've unhappily been in for way too long. The project is for men that have lost their internal flame and motivation to conquer. It's for men living an unfulfilling life that lacks excitement and purpose. Sound familiar? Then listen up. The project is specifically designed to challenge you mentally and physically. We push you to the ledge of self-limiting beliefs and prove you've got much more in the tank. We kill the bitch and unleash the beast. We uncover the demons that hold you back and turn extreme pain into superpowers to dominate life. In the end, we turn mediocre men into modern day knights. We forge a brotherhood and bond that levels you up as a better husband, father, and friend. But the project is not for every man. In fact, it's not for most. For men who are okay with being in a rut and achieving less than their fullest potential, the project isn't for you. If you're not willing to put in the work to fix what isn't working, the project isn't for you. However, if you're done white-knuckling it through life, living one day at a time with no sense of purpose, and are willing to do what it takes to improve, the project holds the key to unlocking the next chapter. Graduates of the project join a brotherhood of modern-day knights and become the authors of their destiny. They have their fire reignited and reclaim dominance over their family, fitness, finances, and faith. If this resonates with you and you want to learn more, we encourage you to apply today at www.mdkproject.com forward slash OC show. Everybody wants to be on top of the mountain. The problem nowadays is people want to get dropped off at the top of the hill and look down. It's that I overcome mindset that makes all the difference. See, the way we're taught is you're going to claw, you're going to scratch, you're going to bite, you're going to dig, you're going to do whatever it takes to get to the top of that mountain. That unequivocally is how I have managed to keep myself moving forward and finding success. Two seals, one mission. The Overcome and Conquer Show. And welcome back to the Overcome and Conquer show. It is crazy times out there. We are inundated with Kung Flu. Look out! <laughs> <laughs> so all across the nation, man, the, you, if, if you would listen to the national news, you would think that the world is going to end by, I don't know, midnight at best. You know, and that's a, that's a uh, positive prognosis. I mean, you know, some of the networks you listen to, we may last till 6 p.m. But... Uh, Dude, it's ridiculous. It, I, I'm sorry. Lily, you know what me and the wife watched the other day? I know I know our, our very special guest is old enough to know. We actually pulled up John Travolta, boy in the fucking bubble, and we watched that. John Travolta literally had some like crazy disease and he couldn't be near anyone. And that's what I feel like. I am losing my fucking mind because, and the thing is, is my wife has the audacity to say that I'm annoying her. She's actually annoying me. Did you see the picture I posted recently of, me wearing her little outfit was yes, you in her outfit. I got to tell you though, when I looked at both of them side by side, uh, your, no wife, your wife totally dominates that equation, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> shut, <laughs> shut your mouth. He's 105 pounds. I'm 210 and I'm shredded somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like a head of lettuce. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it is crazy times. It has been amazing. I've had people inundating me with, 
you know, how do we prepare for this? How do we deal with this? How do we deal with that? A lot of it comes down to mindset. It comes down to being positive. It comes down to being able to conquer your day, everything that we talk about in this show. So we couldn't think of a better guest to have on than an individual that this is what he does for a living, man. He is this guy's pretty crazy. Pretty incredible. I'm pretty honored to have him on. Even though, even though I will caveat, I will caveat. He was an army guy, <laughs> and my wife fucking loves him. She like was she, an army guy. He, I know she wants no. to come in and see him, and I told her no. She's like sitting at the door, fucking drooling right now. I hate it. like what the fuck. But but he's got pretty good hair, so I'm thinking that if he had wanted to be a seal, he probably would have gone down that road. I actually heard that he wanted to be a seal, but he, they just, they were worried that he wouldn't make it. So he went to the next best. I'm going to get that. <laughs> and not only that, he could beat the living fuck out of me. So I got to watch what I say here. Nothing but respect, sir. Yeah. But this individual, he, I got to tell you guys, it's an honor to have him on. He's yeah. got a huge following. He's got a lot of people out there that know he, he was uh, army special forces for years, got out of the military. He is a phenomenal fighter, so he is a professional mixed martial arts fighter. He has been on numerous uh, reality TV shows. He has a company, Sheepdog Response, where he's yeah. teaching others both how to train, how to build a mindset, how to proactively be ready for bad situations when they come, because I got bad news, people. Bad situations come to all of us. Welcome to the world of the coronavirus. But uh, it is my honor and privilege to introduce Mr. Tim Kennedy to the Overcome and Conquer show. Tim, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. It's awesome. You guys are rad. Well, thank you, sir. So I'm not going to lie. You're probably, of all the guests that we've had on, and I mean, we've even had Rob O'Neill on, I'm more jealous of you than most people. I mean, because, <laughs> no, I'll tell you exactly why. Because you guys know, I mean, my showbiz career compared to the Tim's is, is minute. But I've actually, you know, Screen for a couple things that Tim got. We actually were in a show, not together, but we were on the same show. Thank God, because my partner was old as fuck. But um, did you was carry it that? Was it that show on Pornhub? No, it wasn't. <laughs> that show. It, it was called Ultimate Soldier Challenge. And actually, I remember because we talked about this, and I, I know Tim. You know a fucking million people. Um, we talked about it because your your partner, I can't remember his name that you had on the show, said, you know, hey. You know, Ray and Rob won. Ray maybe in his prime would have been something. Because remember at the time, I was 40. I'm 48 now. And Rob was 50. And we won against like a 23 and 28-year-old. Thank God they had no tactical or technical skills whatsoever. Or we would have lost. But um, but I remember like your partner saying that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking say something back. And then I was like, maybe not. Because Tim might punch me in the face really hard. <laughs> but no, it was fun. The premise was great. I just didn't like... Uh, the way that uh, it was it was portrayed, I think, is what I want to say. But man, of of all the things that I have uh, applied or interviewed for, it's always been like, and the star of the show is Tim Kennedy. So I love and hate you all in once, sir. So kidding. Yeah. Well, until you feel my knee pain, back pain, and a little bit of baldness, and the overall ogre troll like being that I am, then you're like, okay, no, I don't want that guy's wife. <laughs> I don't know. There are a lot of people out there that are like, I will take control of life. So, well, Tim, you, you are crushing it. You were out there. You're setting the example. I mean, I love everything you're putting out in social media, always showing mindset, whether it's in shooting, 
whether it's in uh, fighting, training, you know, seeing you on there training with Dakota Meyer all the time. You know, right now we are in this, uh, we're in a little crazy time globally. So uh, I'd love to just jump right into that, your, your mm-hmm. initial thoughts on readiness in situations like this, because that's exactly what you are about. It is, I mean, it's the premise of this show. We teach people how to overcome and conquer through mindset, mm-hmm. through physicality, yep. uh, and it's everything that you represent in your company. So what are your initial thoughts right now to everybody that's out there that's like, oh my God, the sky is falling? <clears throat> Yeah, it's um. Well, first of all, the sky's not falling. You know, there's some people getting sick, and um, you know, we ha- we have to take care of the weak. I mean, that's the the point of being a protector, and that's the point of being a a sheepdog. That's the point of being a guardian. Whatever, whatever the name you put to it. Um, so you know, it's 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 on us. The onus is on us to make sure that we take care of these vulnerable segments of population. Um, but really, it's like it's a bad flu. So there all the crazy, the word that you used was crazy. So I'll use it. Um, all the crazy has nothing to do with the sickness. It has to do with the people's response to something that they don't know. So you always fear the unknown. And because people are afraid, they do very irrational things. They buy toilet paper in, in the hundreds, you know, they go and they buy all of the eggs and all of the meat and all of the milk, um, all canned foods that they'll never eat. And they'll end up throwing away in like two years because it's been filling up their pantry. Um, all the people, you know, we, we've trained in the past 12 months, we've trained about 2000 people and all of the information, um, and feedback that we've kind of gotten in the past few weeks is we are so good. You know, people that have prepared people that have, um, taken, you know, cause like being a responsible gun owner, gun owner, it's, it's not like, okay, I got a gun and I'm tough. You know, you, 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 you put yourself into this, a new life and that life is, it's training, it's diet, it's mental toughness, you know, and it's a very rewarding life. But a lot of people, I think up to about two weeks ago, they thought this little segment of society was kind of crazy. And now that little segment of society, the people that were prepared, the people that have trained, the people that have guns, the people that maybe had a little extra food stored away, um, everybody's <laughs> coming to us being like, well, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, well, join, join the tribe. Because uh, now you just got to go do some work. You know, it's funny you say that because uh, I got back from doing the project with Pedros and them and the epidemic kick. I flew back. There was a guy in a complete, a complete contamination suit at the airport. I'm like dying. I was taking pictures with him, putting my arms around him. And, w- and when I got home, I noticed like everything was crazy. So I like to go out and recon things and see what's going on. But you know, I'm always ready for the fight. So I go to, I go to the local like Walmart or no, excuse me, the Harris Teeter. And it was empty. And people were like fighting over toilet paper and fighting over wipes and fighting over this. And I went in there and I did a live and I grabbed a, a, um, a Slim Jim. <laughs> and I said, end of the world is coming. This is all I need. And people wrote, why? And I said, because guys, I'm already, I'm already prepped. You know, I, I already plan for discomfort. And that's, I think, the difference with a lot of people today is they're so, I hate to use the word entitled, but they're people were pussies. I, I, I love, I'm not going to lie. I love this social distancing. I love it. Like you said, I asked you before this, what has changed since you started this? Nothing. I'll tell you what's changed with me. I'm doing, I have more time to do things with my family. As soon as I get off this podcast with you, I'm taking my dog and my girls for a walk. Um, we do everything as a family. We went out and bought a thousand piece puzzle because you can't find toilet paper sanitizer but you can find puzzles all over the place. So we're going to put a puzzle together. 
if we could take away cell phones and go back to, to the rotary phone, we're back to when we were kids and I'm happy. I swear. I mean, people laugh and they're like, you're sadistic. I'm not. I'm exercising more. My wife is, my daughter is. Now the school thing sucks, but we're just homeschooling her with the private school that she goes to. Nothing has changed except that probably in two months, I'm not going to be able to wipe my ass with toilet paper. That's it. Uh, uh, no, you will be because it's manufactured here and there's going to be, everybody's going to stockpile so much. You can just go to Craigslist and buy a truckload of it for about 50 cents. <laughs> I, you know, th- this is the one part of this thing that I don't understand. I mean, <clears throat> in no, nowhere is there any report out there that I have found anywhere on the internet in any country that basically says, hey, coronavirus control causes uncontrollable (laughs) explosive diarrhea like gallons of it like you know you will probably not survive if you are not able to wipe yourself clean because all you're ever going to do is live on a toilet nowhere does it say this so this i don't understand this urgency to buy up all the paper products in every store but and 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 it's happening here every we have not been able to buy toilet paper in i don't know three weeks Uh, The the origin of it's really simple. Um, In Australia, they were told that the production of toilet paper, like 100% of it came from China. So when China started collapsing on itself with the coronavirus, all of Australia thought that they were going to run out of toilet paper because that's where it was manufactured. So there was a run on toilet paper in Australia. People videoed this and live streamed it. And then they spoke English and Americans watched this and they're like, oh no, they're going to go get toilet paper. That means that we're going to need toilet paper. That 90% of our toilet paper is made in the United States. You know, like Charmin, Cottonelle, AngelSoft, that's all made here. So uh, they're, the, they're the only companies that are going to show profits out of all of this. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Well, and then every firearms manufacturer and every firearms manufacturer and every single ammo manufacturer because Have you seen the price? Yeah. Have you seen the prices? Wow. You know, what's funny is I can look at the three of us on this because we can't be in the same room right now. And I've got four platoons. How many platoons do you have, Timmy? How many deployments have you done? Oh. A bunch. Jason's got a bunch. A how many dozen? Yeah, how many times, not counting my my other time of other stuff I did, have you ever been on patrol and just kind of, you know, called all halt? I've you know, with LT I've done it and just went off into the woods, took a shit, wiped your ass with the leaf, got right back in patrol. I told my wife, I'm like, I've literally I, my backyard is the woods. I've done it three times just for shits and giggles. <laughs> and every time I come back, she just looks at me and goes, You're disgusting. I'm like, I am saving you toilet paper. And then she goes, Wash your hands. I love you. That's that's what I do. And that's what I love about this. I just, I literally walk 10 feet in my backyard and take a deuce. I love it. Yeah, it's easy. Um, right. Yeah, irrational fear. <laughs> Hard yeah, to come back from that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there, there's so much out there. I mean, there's so many people that just don't know what to do, which is really, I think we want to get into that later, Tim, because it, it is the idea of the proactive versus the reactive mindset. Mm-hmm. All that comes down to, uh, it comes down to preparation, it comes to planning, and it comes down to uh, a, a part of the word that you gave us as your word of the day. What defines Tim Kennedy? And as everybody knows on the Overcome and Conquer show, we ask every single guest, what <clears throat> defines you? And Tim didn't even hesitate. He was like, this is my word. So, uh, so uh, Ray, do you want to give Tim's word and let's, uh, you know, let's give the definition and then Tim, we'll let you tell us 
why you feel that that word describes you and how that word has made such a difference because I definitely think that that word leads up to you and anybody else being prepared for anything that's coming. So the word of the day, correct me if I'm wrong, was outwork. So all I do, Tim, is I look it up. I'm going to tell you exactly what it says. And then like we said, talked about before, tell us how it resonates and what it means to you. So outwork, work harder, faster, or longer than someone or anyone else. I like it. Yeah. So what does that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, the, the definition couldn't be more precise. You know, you, um, I think we've kicked around some words in, in entitlement. Um, you want to talk about being able to succeed in the 21st century, um, outwork them. I have the hardest time getting somebody just to show up on time, not even work hard. I mean, just show up on time. You know, I was raised in an era, um, you know, especially military where, you know, right place, right time, right uniform and right level of motivation. So if you get there, you got all the equipment you need, your uniform, you're at the right place at the right time to do the work, uh, and, you know, it's motivated to do the work. You're, you're ready to go, whatever that was. So um, I actually get a ton of hate uh, from, you know, social media stuff where people's like special forces sniper, ranger, green beret, UFC fighter, television, entrepreneur. And, and they say it in like this mean kind of disingenuous spirit. But in truth, I'm like, yeah, I, man, I am all of those things. And I promise if you came into my world, you couldn't hang for a day. You know, like you, you know, you see what time Jocko gets up. I don't post a picture of it, but you know, I've been working. I'm literally today. We'll have shots put up a playscape for my, for my five-year-old cause it's his birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, I know he's so amazing. Um, practice lacrosse with him, had a badass workout. Um, going to be harvesting a little bit of meat, building a chicken coop. And, um, then I have some family coming in today to celebrate my, my son's birthday. So like that, that's by noon. I love it. So, yeah. so that your mentality is just, look, I'm going to outwork the workers. So let's take away all the titles. Let's take away Sniper, Green Beret, MMA Fighter, TV Star, and the list goes fucking on and on. So where did Tim Kennedy come from and where did he get this lifestyle mentality slash mindset? Because this yeah. isn't just a work ethic. This is a lifestyle mindset mentality. Where, where did it come from, Tim? Well, I mean, it, it was learned. Um, you know, I, I had an amazing family with an incredibly successful father, incredibly successful brother, sister, uncles, you know, like if you look in my resume, I'm overshadowed by all of my family's resumes, uh, where, where you see NCAA record holder, this Olympian, that Hall of Fame, this. So I'm really like the, the short, hairy idiot of the family when it comes to things, you know, if you take away all of those titles, but then you picked any one thing, just mm -hmm. you picked it out of the hat. Yeah. I promise I will be good at it because I will work my ass off at it until I am ultimately successful at it. You know, like look at my hands right now. Like this is this is the same that they are. Oh, here, I'll just pull this gross cow up and eat that. I just you know, don't want to go to waste. No, you don't. So wait that's a minute, Tim. You, you mean you didn't watch. just become? successful overnight. Wait a minute, Tim. You mean you didn't just become an MMA fighter and fight Bisbing overnight? You didn't? Because, yeah, I, I follow you. You didn't get all this stardom and all this glory and all this, all, all these awards that you've gotten just overnight? Because, see, that's what people don't seem to fucking understand. They think that people that achieve greatness, they like 
it's almost like they won the lottery. And I tell people, man, what you don't see is the real stories. See, the, I would love the grind. I would love to hear, you know, if we had time, the story of how you became an MMA fighter, the story of how you became this. And it, it, again, it all stems to, you know, you outworked everybody. But I'm here to tell you guys, and I'm looking at the camera right now, motherfuckers, if you think you're going to get to the level that Tim's at or Jason's at by just getting up and putting in the minimal time, you know, time plus effort equals results, you're, you're going to get nowhere fast. You have got to literally reverse engineer how things work. And how do you do that? By outworking the motherfuckers that work hard. I, I love it, man. I love, I love your thought process on it. Just, I'm, I'm not talented. I'm, uh, you, you look at guys like John Jones and, you know, he's going through a tough time today. He got arrested for, again, for something else. Um, you know, like if, if I, if I had this much John Jones talent, you know, like I, I went to fought for two world titles, I would still be the world champion. Um, so I had to make up for the lack of talent by outworking people, you know, like I, while I have a bunch of degrees now, I'm not a smart dude. You know, like, but if I'm going to be working in, in something, I'm going to learn everything I possibly can about that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, while I might not be the smart, I might not have the eye, the highest IQ in the room, but I promise you, I will know more than everyone in the room because I will have prepared for it. Yeah. You know, and that's the way I take it to everything. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> mm, I love it. Sam, so you're uh, in your family. I'm just kind of wondering as you grew up. What were, where were you in the, uh, where are you, where are you in the pecking order? Uh, I'm the runt retard with like the short arm that has like a, <laughs> an eye that's kind of looking the wrong way all the time. Um, I'm the, I'm the middle child. Uh, okay. Middle and, child, okay. um, middle child of how many a older brother, younger sister. Okay. So, did, so, how I much mean, older is your older brother? Did he used to, uh, and what did he go on to do? Was he the NCAA champion? Uh, so, my my brother Nick, um, he he is another like can do whatever he wants to do type guy. Um, he's a SWAT EOD detective sergeant now at uh, Monterey County Sheriff's Department. Um, and uh, well, no, I think he's like the detective sergeant. You know, they go special teams things. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, So yeah. now he's, um, l- let me just tell you a story about my brother. My, I have a nephew with Down syndrome, Tanner, and uh, that little dude is, is, is one of the toughest guys on the planet. Um, when Tanner was born, the doctors are like, hey, something's wrong, right? Um, he's not breathing right. You know, his, his musculature and his crying isn't the way that it's supposed to be. We don't know what's wrong but we're going to start digging in to find out like what's wrong with your son. And, you know, everybody's freaking out. My son or my, my nephew, like he's just struggling to breathe and to survive. And, um, my brother is just the rock for the family. Like it's his son that's, you know, on the lamb right now. Like his son is, is the one that's just fighting for life. And, um, the doctors finally come in and they're like, Hey, we're going to have to do surgery on this, on your infant right now. Your, your brand new son. And um, he has Down syndrome. We don't know, you know, to what degree that, you know, he's going to be impaired. And my brother sits there for like two seconds. Like me, my, my mind is like, wait, we're not going to have another Olympian. We're not going to have another NCAA, like, record holder. You know, like, we're not going to have another guy that's going to MIT or going to, you know, Berkeley Law. This, this is what's going through my mind because I'm a piece of shit. 
and my brother just looks at, at the doctor and he's like, man, so I'm going to have a fishing buddy for the rest of my life. Wow. You know, like immediately. Yeah, that's awesome. And, yeah. And that, wow. that's my brother in everything that he's ever done. Um, and, uh, you know, can just pivot in a heartbeat to, to, to maximize potential at wherever we are and whatever he's doing. Um, perspective. my dad, yeah, perspective is right. My dad's stole a plane full of cocaine from Pablo Escobar. Um, you know, he, he was the Olympic level, um, water polo player that, you know, played for Long Beach state, held a bunch of records. Um, like that's my dad. Um, so I came from a high functioning family that you will hang on. Hang on. We got to go back to that comment. Now I'm assuming he worked for some federal agency or was he just wandering around Columbia (laughs) one day and he's like, you know, there is Pablo's plane and it's full of, uh, you know, it looks like a white Christmas inside of it. I'm going to help myself. So I think you got to give us a little more backstory on your dad. I mean, we like that. We, we like that Medellin, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so now we're getting down to the core of how you're able to outwork everybody. <laughs> the, family, the family legacy that's been passed on over all these years. So, oh, man. No, man, that's awesome. I mean, obviously, I mean, your brother, and, and there's no doubt. I mean, families, you know, I try to talk to people about raising their kids. And Tim, your dad, raise a dad. Producer Ryan is a dad. And a lot of people ask questions about raising your kids. And, and at the end of the day, it comes down to whether it's raising a family, whether it's running a company, whether it's running a platoon, uh, you know, you've got to lead and they're going to follow your example. It all comes down to leadership by example. That's 70% of it. And that feeds into your family. Your family helped build that mindset, which is awesome. Your brother summarized it in that, in that statement. So, as you went further on into your career, you made that decision to join the Army. Um, was there a moment, obviously we learn from our families and we're forged into who we are, but then it's through the experiences, the trials and tribulations that we go through when we start to, we, we start to grow a little bit ourselves. And this is where Tim Kennedy started to become Tim Kennedy, who you are now. Do you remember any specific moments? Like I think back... You know, I have one specific moment in SEAL training where I, I was like, dude, if you quit, you're done. You fail. And it was kind of like that thought. It was that moment where I was like, oh, this is the secret sauce. You just don't quit no matter how bad this gets. Um, were there any moments in your career that started to play in where you can think back and go, oh, yeah, this was the moment where I knew that uh, by driving forward and by just grinding through and outworking everybody, this is where I was going to set who I was. Um, I mean, it, it was actually all the way, you know, two and a half years into special operations. It was in my first combat deployment to Iraq. And um, we lost one of our, our, our birds and we had to reorganize our load plan. So I was the least experienced guy on the team. So they pushed me to the QRF and I got so mad at my team sergeant. I was like, I'm, I'm the fastest. I'm the strongest. I work the hardest. I shoot. I'm, I'm the best shooter on the team. Um, you know, like blah, 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 blah. All the things of why I should have a seat on this helicopter and you should kick one of these senior dudes off the bird and make him go on QRF. And, um, you know, they go out, they get into it. Um, I, I sit there and I listen to it on the radio and they come home. And um, 
when they come back, I, I bitched to my team sergeant, you know, like it, everything would have been easier if I was there. And he's like, go get your boxing gloves, meet us down in the team tent. So I was like, oh, hell yeah. I'm about to straighten you guys out. And you're going to remember me after this night as to why I'm an asset in, in so many ways. And the whole team's waiting for me in the tent. And, um, you know, they all have their gloves on. And uh, um, so I start fighting one of them and then two of them and then three of them. And about an hour later, you know, I, I scuffed up about six of them and there's still six dudes left to brush shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Shane was a golden glove boxer and he was the 10th guy that I got to. Um, and they wanted me to quit. And, um, and I, 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 I didn't deserve to be there. I didn't deserve to be on that team. I didn't, you know, an entitled little piece of shit. And, um, and they wanted, they didn't want to hurt me. They wanted me to ask myself what I would do to stay on that team. And ultimately I had to fight as long as I could and take the biggest ass beating I've ever gotten. And you've seen me get some ass beatings <clears throat> live on TV. Um, just so I could stay on that team. How did those ass beatings on TV that we've <clears throat> seen compare to the ass beating that you took that day? Can I ask that? No. Any, from any time you've ever seen me fight, fight and lose yeah. in the UFC or strike force, um, which, which was rare. Even in those fights that I lost, that would be a walk in the park compared to what happened in that team tent. Wow. Hey guys, this is Ray from the Overcome and Conquer Show, and we are proud to announce that Icon Meals is our mid-roll sponsor. Icon is an industry leader in cryovac meal technology. What does that mean, guys? You are going to get the freshest meals delivered to you next day service. Another key factor of why I love Icon Meals is they have two menus, guys. They have the signature menu and the custom meals. So if you're like me and you need more protein or less carbs and you're on the go and fitness is your life, you can make a customizable meal. And or if you're just looking for the standard healthy meal choice, you can. So everything is organized for you. So ladies and gentlemen, Icon Meals has taken all the work out of it. All you have to do is put in what you want and they will provide what you need. And it doesn't end there. They also offer popcorn, seasonings, coffee, cookies, crisp bread, and gift cards. So guys, check them out at www.iconmeals.com. Wow. Yeah, but that's one of those moments, man. And I love the fact that's such a great story about, you know, you talk about guys that are experienced that have been around and you're, you, you are the, the harder, stronger young buck that's come into this, this bunch of combat, you know, these, these combat experienced dudes. And, uh, and they were like, we're going to give this guy an opportunity to grow, but we're going to do it in the way that we do it, which is, you know, it's, it's through a little bit of tough love. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, I think there's so many people out there. We're losing that mindset here in America. I mean, we've talked about it. You know, so many people, Ray talked about it at the beginning, that there are a lot of people that look at individuals who have achieved a high level and they think, oh, I want to be Tim Kennedy. So if I take some MMA classes and I learn how to shoot a little bit, maybe I go to the gym a few times a week, you know, why am I not at this level? Well, you're talking years and years and years and even one pivotal night where you got your ass kicked by an A-team that built you into who you are. And these are the cumulative moments that uh, I think people just don't understand. I mean, it takes years to build into that. So that's an awesome story, man. 
What, so what led you, obviously you had your combat time, you were already starting to fight. What led you down the road into, uh, into the MMA? What sparked that, uh, what lit that spark? Um, man, I think my dad knew early that if he didn't get me into a pugilistic type activity that I would end up in prison. Um, so you know, like I, I tried a, a handful of, of a myriad of martial arts kind of growing up, um, you know, Taekwondo, karate, um, which led me to Hawaiian Kempo where Chuck Liddell came from and he was one of my training partners. Um, and I, I fell in Chuck love with seems like too. a pretty cool dude. Yeah. 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 Unless he hits you. He hits pretty hard. Well, so. aside from that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he seems like a pretty cool dude to be on his side, not on the receiving end of his, those big meat hooks. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely fun to hang out with, but most of our hanging out involved punching each other and he, <laughs> and he would get the better end of that deal. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, so bottom line from an early age, you know, you, you've been a squared away motivated kid, badass. SF, you've done it all. So let's shift focus. What made you make the transition from everything that you've done um, to what you're doing now with Sheepdog? Can you talk about that and what made you want to create that company and what it's, you know, what your vision was with that? Yeah. Um, so I love being in the Green Grays. You know, I got mm. I got back from a deployment uh, two weeks ago, um, and. You know, I, I'm taking my own special forces ODA and I'm, I'm really proud to, to move into that master sergeant team sergeant role. It's, you know, it's going to be another opportunity for me to be humiliated and humbled. Um, but what I, what, a green beret first and foremost is a trainer, right? We, we're, yeah, we're great snipers. Yes. We're great DA door kickers. Um, yes, we can speak the language and we can work sources but the reason that we can do all of those things is because you can take a few of us and you can put us into a place and we can train an entire army to go and fight with us side by side so that we can advise and so we can assist and so we can accompany them into war. And we have to get them up to a level that they can fight with us. That's a weird thing, right? Like we're not going and going to go do a J set where I'm going to go train these guys and how to do something, and then I'm going to leave them, and I'm going to come back. That's not how it works with the Green Beret. We're going to go there, we're going to train them, and then we're going to go, and we're going to go get in fights, and we're going to go to war with them. And um, while I was deployed um, a few different times, shootings were happening in the United States. You know, you're, you're seeing the shooting in Florida. You're seeing the shooting in San Bernardino. You're seeing um, Columbine shooting. You're, you're, you're seeing all of these active shooter instances happening. And, um, I mean, would you guys have liked to have been in that movie theater when that guy walked in? Yeah. 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 Armed, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure, right? Would yeah. you have liked to have been in the parking lot of one of those elementary schools when one of those guys tried to walk in? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What are the odds of one of the three of us being there? Yeah. Slim. Slim. Yes. Yeah, slim to none. Like we're, we're talking ones in one in the tens of millions, right? Like you, you guys are rare things. Jeff <clears throat> Gonzalez's, the West Whitlock's, um, <clears throat> Pat McManora's. Like th- those, they're amazing dudes, but there's just not a lot of you guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 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 uh, the, 
while I think I'm okay at a lot of things, I know I'm good at training people. So I, I thought, well, what if I can be a force multiplier? What if I can start training thousands and thousands and hopefully tens of thousands of people? And it's not going to be a Tim Kennedy that's going to be sitting in, in a movie theater or that's going to be sitting at a Christmas party when somebody walks in because they don't like the religion. They're going to shoot everybody in it. But somebody that I trained could be there. And statistically, I'm, we're, we're at a point now where now, statistically, there's going to be one of my students there. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, you don't want to get in a gunfight with one of my students. And that, that's, that was the origin and that was the genesis of this whole entire – and we don't want it to be a company. We want it to be a movement, and I don't want it to be mine. I want it to be something that's way bigger than mine. I, I want it to be every single shooting instructor out there. I want them to subscribe to this, tri this tribe of being a force multiplier that we will make somebody be at that next school. So when that asshole walks in there and he thinks, hey, I'm going to break the record of how many kids I can shoot, guess what? You don't make it out of your fucking car because you're dead in the parking lot. See, I love, I love that, Tim. I'm sorry, Jason. I didn't mean to cut no, you go off. ahead. Because my definition of success, success is not a monetary standpoint. My definition of success is helping others help themselves. And literally what you just fucking said, I love it. I just got chills when you said that because that's what I always worry about. Like I train my wife, you know, I, I don't train at your level, but you know, my, my daughter's 11. She can handle herself around <clears throat> different platforms. And, you know, I got to watch how I say that, but, um, like I said, I am not, I refuse to be a fucking statistic and I refuse for my family to be statistic. And I love what you're doing because you're helping great people be able to defend themselves. And, you know, yeah, that's, that's great. So that's, that's what I love about you is you are successful because you're doing what you love and you're helping others help themselves. Love it, Tim. <clears throat> Tim, it, there were two questions here that popped out of that. Uh, one I'll, I'll keep for right now, and that is, where do people go if they want to learn more about oh, Sheepdog yeah. Response? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people, especially right now. I mean, <laughs> after this coronavirus thing is done, old Kung Flu gets kicked, uh, you're going to see a lot of people that realize they were unprepared um, in, in so many different ways. Not only were they unprepared in mindset, proactively, they were unprepared in their life. And I think they're seeing all of the, those of us that are out there uh, who basically are, you know, I mean, I know I've said it to several friends. I've sent pictures, I think, to these guys. You know, I did it when all this started to go down. Uh, you know, just like everybody, I went through, you know, checked all my go bags that were ready, all my weapons around the house, all my ammo, you know, uh, cleaned everything, restocked magazines, you know, just ready to go in case, you know, God knows anything happens. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are going to be hungry for that. They're like, I need to understand how to do this. So where do they go to get training from you? Uh, I believe you got some online courses even, don't you? Yeah. Um, we, we're doing I mean, right now, you know, people are kind of stuck at home. Uh, I, I personally, want to be with people and I can help them through the journey. So coming to a physical course is that, you know, being on the range, you know, like getting sand and dirt in your eyes and your fingers, hands a little bit bloody and a little bit dirty or a little bit tired. You know, you had to fight for five hours and you show up the range. Now you got to shoot for six hours and Tim didn't give you a long, long enough lunch break. I mean, that that's an important thing because it, it, it conditions this mental toughness. So I don't want people while you're virtually training right now, you know, like there's, if you go to sheepdog response, I got a bunch of virtual products that are available. Um, you can work out with me. Like I'm, I'm doing live streams. I'm posting like on zoom stuff, live, uh, dry fire drills, live, um, workouts, live, how to clean an animal, how to purify wire water, how to build, uh, make a hand sanitizer. Like 
very basic stuff to us, but that kind of maybe alien to some people. So go to Sheepdog Response. You can look at those virtual trainings, but go to real training. As soon as this is done, as soon as you can get out, find some people. And there's a lot of charlatans out there. There, there's, there's a lot of people that are put out bad information. Try and find legitimate guys that are masters of their craft, and they, and, and you can see it. I mean, it just, it, it, like, it oozes out of them because they love what they do so much. Find those guys. Like, if there's a braggadocious dude that's like, let me tell you about how fast I am. Come on. Go find a dude that just will pour his soul out yeah. for you so you can get better. Love it. Uh, awesome. Where, where do they go? Where's, where's your website that they can learn more about you, look at your courses, things like that, if they want to learn more about Mr. Tim Kennedy himself? Yeah, um, the company is sheepdogresponse.com. Um, I, in all of my, like all the social platforms, I'm Tim Kennedy, MMA. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, so like, but the company sheepdog response, that's my company. Like all the dudes are, you know, green berets, um, you know, obviously, which are way better than Navy SEALs. And then, um, we have a whole bunch of, (laughs) you know, hold on. I'm going to cut you off there, Mr. Uh, Kennedy. You know, I noticed that you have 735,000 followers. Now, if you followed, you know, I was Bud's class 200. Do you know that? Did you know that? Of course you didn't know that. But you know that now I know on. that because I happened to be in Ray's boat crew when we went through Hell Week. So what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, legit. So let me just let me let me just let me blow your mind for a second. This is what Navy SEALs do. Okay, make sure I said if, blows if, your if, mind. I said that. Okay. Yeah. So if I followed you, you would be the 200th person that I followed, which would coincide with the class number that you were. You know what? I hate you almost as much as I hate Burkoons because you're smart. And I don't like that. I don't like that about you, Tim Kennedy. <laughs> no, I love it. I love what you're doing. And you do remind me of Burt Koontz. But now here's a question I have. Do you have any questions for us? Because, I mean, you have two live Navy SEALs. With great hair. One's been shot eight times. Devastatingly handsome. One did a show with you. And, like, I don't know how it would have went if we went, how it would have went if we went toe-to-toe. As long as there's no combat. I would have tried. Um, I would have tried. But do you have any questions for us? I mean, because you've got us live. Is there anything? No. Didn't, <laughs> uh, did, didn't you see me shoot though? As you're like, this is one of my favorite things. Is like, ah oh, man. Oh God! Did you see how bad I shot? Okay, <laughs> you did. Let me. Okay, I know where you're getting to, but this is what you need to understand about the show, real quick. Okay, because every Bert and them ripped me apart. So when we actually did the show, did you? There was the kill house scene before it. I kept beating the Russian. Remember we were using the sim and yeah. he, every time I'd start hitting him, he would yell something in Russian and put his gun down. So Rob Roy and, and the one guy went, uh, Sonny went one time and they tied me and the other guy. This true story. We went four times and I kept beating him. And finally Max said, okay. Cause he kept stopping it. Max said, stop. And he came out, you know, and Mac was, you know, you remember Mac, Mac would just yeah. lay it out there. And Max said, listen, here's the deal cash. He goes, it's, one, it's one to zero instead of all these one times you've won. If you beat them one more time, you win. I swear to God. If not, then it's a tie and you have a break off. I said, and this is what I did. I looked right at Matt. I said, fuck this guy. He's, he's, he's a Russian. He doesn't know his ass from his elbow in the kill house. Zero to zero. Let's go again. Right. And Rob Roy was like, I heard Rob was like cussing me out in the background and I barely beat the guy. But when that was over with true story and I'm not making it, I'm not making anything up. We had to run 
to the next event before the low-level light hit in and we had to start shooting. So Rob Roy, with all his, uh, his wisdom, goes, hey, listen, guys, we'll take three shots. We'll be good. So we took three shots, and that whole time, I literally unloaded like 12 magazines. I didn't hit jack shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what I'm doing right now is making an excuse for why I suck so bad. Yes, I did see you shoot. Yeah. You're awesome, brother. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Okay. Tim, I, 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 I want to go back to a statement you made earlier. It was a question that I had because I think it's going to resonate. You know, there's a lot of obvious younger listeners to our show uh, same, they're going to tune in because it's the young men that are out there that aspire to a special operations career. They follow you, you know, they follow Ray, they follow me. You, you made a statement I thought was a very telling statement on mindset and understanding where we are as leaders. And you said, you know, stepping into this role as a master sergeant in a team, and uh, you're looking forward to being both humiliated and humbled. And, and I guarantee there's a lot of young men out there that, w- that are scratching their head right now going, why would you say that? That, makes, that doesn't make sense. You're, you're Tim Kennedy. I mean, I know why you said it, but, and it's a great appreciation for what leadership is as we move higher up in the levels. Can you talk to that for a few minutes? What does it mean to be a leader? And especially as you step up, especially when you are leading individuals in combat, um, you know, the, the, how we must humble ourselves and understand all that. Can you talk to that for a few minutes? Yeah. Um, I, I think transparency uh, and, and vulnerability are things that you don't expect to see in this community. But in truth, when, when, when guys are so exposed and so raw, right, we're together for six months in, in, the, in the shit, covered in dirt. We haven't had a, re, a real meal or a, a hot shower in months. Um, you want to talk about vulnerable and transparent? Like in those moments, you're going to really see who a person is. Um, when I say humbled and humiliated, I hope that there's going to be 11 kids on there. They're going to try every single day to be faster than me. They're going to try every single day to shoot better than me and more accurate than me. That they're going to try and you know beat me in the shoot house. Like whatever we're doing, I want them to put the effort in to be able to beat me. And and I promise it's not going to be easy. And I'm going to be so pissed. If, and I doubt that you ever will beat me, but I'll be so happy, not in front of you, but as soon as I get back, I'll be like, hell yes, because I'm seeing the realized potential of every single one of those fellow Green Berets mm-hmm. that is, is finally meeting their potential. Like they're, they're coming to that moment where we can go and we can go to war together and I know they're, they're going to have my back. So a leader leads from the front, right? Like mm-hmm. he can't fake it. He can't pretend it's there's not a helicopter that's going to take him up to the top of the mountain he had to have earned his way to get there and if he had gotten there any other way he'll be he'll be unprepared for what is going to be required of him in those moments and uh, i promise you i i I did my work to get to those mountains and when you're there on top of that mountain with me and you're like just crushing me in everything i will be rejoicing inside while i kick your dick in Wow. I think I think there's a lot of young, there's a lot of people out there that don't understand that. You know, they've never been in a leadership role, and uh, and I'll be honest, it took me many years to figure that out before I learned that the transparency and the humility uh, play such a big part, and that you're going to build more credibility with your team in those roles. And uh, I, I just thought that was such a powerful statement you made, and we blasted right by it. So thanks for uh, thanks for chiming in on that, man. You know, yeah. Y- you know, you you are trying to step up the game of the Green Berets over the Seals here. I got to give it to you there. 
So. Inch by inch. We'll, we'll get, we'll get there eventually. Inch yeah. Yeah. Inch. <clears throat> so, Hey but, Tim, I know we could talk about this. We could, I, we have like a thousand questions we have here. We want to ask you, but we got to watch time and we know that your time's very valuable. So, as we, as we start coming to a close, I always, we always like to ask this question, and this is probably where we want you to just lay it all out on the line. And here's the question. Um, if you could give people three pieces of advice in all your life lessons or anything that you wanted to put out, what would it be? Um, first is that everything that you want, everything, wealth, success, safety, security, food, all of that can only be found on the far side of hard work. Freedom is not free. The only place that you can get freedom from is via hard work. You don't think that our, our founding fathers worked their ass off for it. You don't think that World War One and World War Two were hard. They were. Vietnam, Korea, like the first desert storm, second desert storm, Afghanistan, like every single one of those times, that was work. So everything that you want and everything that you take for granted right now was earned via hard work. Yeah. So that's, that's my first advice is believe that everything that you want is on the far side of hard work. Second, I think people look at hard work and how much it takes. We talk about getting to the top of this mountain and the success and, um, you know, this lifestyle. Like, hey, if you're going to be carrying a gun, you have to be responsible. You have to train. You have to do work. You have to be mentally tough. You have to be physically strong. Um, and that sounds like a lot of stuff. But well, I'm going to go back to belief. You have to – and you're going to have to believe me a little bit on this. It is the most rewarding and, and freedom-creating life that you could ever imagine wanting. You don't know what it's like right now. Like, you see um, – like, oh, is Tim super disciplined about his diet? You know, does he not drink? Does he not – is he just working all the time? Like the food tastes better. The woman tastes sweeter. The, you know, the, the wine is more delicious. The coffee is more fantastic. Like the successes are that much more incredible because you earned them. And the process of giving them was that. So the second thing is believe that it is all worth it because it is. And then third and finally is this is, um, you have to love the contrast. Hmm. So in my life, I've been away for, you know, six months, a year in war zones and, you know, not getting hot showers, not getting real mood, food, um, not getting to smell what it, what a woman smells like after she's washed her hair. Um, you know, like how soft your kid's skin feels when they give you a kiss on your cheek right here. You know, like those are all things that you can't appreciate unless you've, unless you've suffered mm -hmm. and you take all of these other things for granted. And it's a, it's that word entitlement. And I'm, and the third thing is I'm going to caution you to entitlement because if you are entitled, you're going to miss out on the sweetness and how just incredibly delicious life can be because you're just going to live in lukewarm and lukewarm sucks. Mm -hmm. If you experience pain and suffering, and then you get to suffer. You don't have to suffer. You get to taste and the delicious sweetness of how rewarding life can be. But you would take this for granted if you didn't know what that felt like. Yeah. So get out of lukewarm. Get out of comfortable. Find pain. Find suffering. Then you can enjoy sweetness. Dude. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. Okay. 
I took notes. I took notes. I actually took notes on your three. I, I don't do that often. I did because I knew they were going to be powerful. You busted out your crayon. I, <laughs> you know what, all of you, because you're all laughing at me. I'm being serious. No. And what I love about it, Tim, is the passion that flows out when you say it. You're not just saying it, man. You believe you, you hold it, man. I yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, great stuff. All right, man. Well, listen, this has been an amazing episode. I can't think of a better way to wrap up the show than those three pieces of advice from way to live your life. Get out there. Um, I just thought about it, Tim, when you were talking about the hard work, you were talking about the belief, you were talking about reducing the entitlements. I'll bring the show back to the beginning. You know, talking about this whole Kung flu, this global pandemic thing. You know, one of the things that when you talked about in those three, what it gives you is um, it, it gives you peace of mind because you know you're ready. I mean, that's one of the things. Somebody said something to me about food and toilet paper and all those things. And, and I told them, I said, you know what? It doesn't really matter to me because I know I'll be okay. Yeah. I know I'll be okay because I have, I have grinded through those hard times. I have been out there where I've had to uh, live off the earth for you know months on end. Um, I know how to protect myself. I know how to build a team of people around me. And those are the things that I think for all of us, and, and you nailed it, and everything that you do, that's what it gives you. Uh, and it just makes it that much sweeter. And all of it comes back to the word of the day. Comes back Outwork. to outworking all the other people around you. So let's go, Tim. The, the way we close out the show is two minutes of motivation. And basically, each one of us, Ray and I, will kick it off about 30 seconds just talking about, just rapid fire about Outwork. And then we're going to kick it back over to you and let you close the show with your final thoughts on your word and being on our show. So, Ray, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll start first, guys. Outwork to me means you have got to be the Colonel Hal Moore of your life. you got to be the first one up, first one to step on the battlefield, the last one to get off the battlefield. You have got to put in the time, the effort to get the results. You have got to outwork the motherfuckers who are working, ladies and gentlemen. And if you think success is going to come easy, it's not going to come or it's going to come without blood, sweat, pain, and tears, you are sadly mistaken because I am here to tell you that if you want to be successful, you have to lay it all out on the line 24-7, 365 days. We never close. We're always open, rain, sleep, or snow. I love it, man. So outwork, it all has to do with preparation. It all has to do with the amount of effort, energy, Everything that you put into it ahead of time. Right now, we're on the X, and I got news for you people. There will be more Xs. There will be more life ambushes out there. And the amount of work you put into it, the grinding that you do, the preparation that you do, the mindset that you build, forging uh, discomfort in those times when others are comfortable means you will be prepared. And the individuals who are ready for the crisis, who will get off the X, are the ones who were willing to put in the work to outwork others when that time comes, because the rest of you right now that are in this, as, as a good friend of mine says, winter has come and the people that prepared for it are ready. And the people that haven't prepared for it, they're all sitting here wondering, where do we go? Well, guess what? I tell you what, if you haven't prepared for it, you got to start working now because mm-hmm. sitting around waiting for something to happen isn't going to change anything. So Tim, Ken- the Mr. Tim Kennedy, I'm turning it over to you for the final kick. Bring us home. So you don't think... Um someplace in some dirt, horrible land that there's somebody working to do harm. 
You don't think there's some evil guy that's hiding behind a bush thinking about where he can rape some kid. There's some dude sitting outside of a school that's pissed off that thinks, man, I can just go in there and shoot those kids, shoot those teachers. Somebody's out there getting mad about something somewhere that you have toilet paper and that you don't, that they, that you have food and that they don't, they're, they're preparing. And the only way that you're going to have a chance is if you can outwork them. Mm. So my ask of you is as soon as I hang up this phone, what do you think I'm going to go do? I'm going to go back mm -hmm. to work. Love it. Nothing's changing. So try and outwork me. Don't outwork them. Outwork me. Ooh. Dude, love, love it. All right, guys. Well, hey, Tim, awesome, man. Please tell your son happy birthday from us. I will. Get back to that family. Much Get love. Much love. Thing. Nothing more important than family. And uh, we're going to wrap up this show today. Another amazing episode with a guy that is out there. Wow. He's changing lives, teaching people how not to be sheep, how to be sheepdog. Tim, one more time. Tell people where to go to find you. Sheepdogresponse.com. Sheepdogresponse.com. Don't be a sheep. Be the sheepdog. The wolves are out there. The crisis is coming. Mm -hmm. This is not the last winter we will see. And once again, this has been another amazing episode of the Overcome and Conquer Show. I am Jason Overcome Redmond. And this is Ray Cash Care. And we are out. Boom. Thanks for listening to the Overcome and Conquer Show. Tune in next time, and please remember to subscribe on iTunes. Please visit OvercomeAndConquer.com. The Overcome and Conquer Show is presented by The Project. The Project is a full immersion, 75-hour experience designed for men who know in their core they are not living up to their fullest potential. Rather than waking up every morning ready to dominate life, the mediocre man rolls out of bed and slides into the same unfulfilling routine they've unhappily been in for way too long. The project is for men that have lost their eternal flame and motivation to conquer. It is for men living an unfulfilling life that lacks the excitement and purpose. If this resonates with you and you want to learn more, we encourage you to apply today at www.mdkproject.com forward slash OC show. Boom.